0: This is my theme song. It's not very good and it's not very long. Hello And welcome back to Colleen Can. A show where I, Colleen, can do whatever I want and this week i want to talk about um reviews and like let's just like talk around that i don't know we're going to cover some trauma of my own of course <laughs> i mean that's going to be every episode of the show um <laughs> we're going to cover some trauma of my own and kind of get into My experience with reviews, some of my observations, and um, I'm going to read a review that traumatized me, and it's going to be fun. So thank you for tuning in. Um, Thank you to everybody who tuned in to episode one. Everybody was so nice. It made me want to cry. I like cannot handle it when people are nice to me. I think it has something to do with the fact that, like, I don't hate myself, but, like, I think we all struggle to love ourselves. It makes me wanna cry when people are nice to me because I'm just like, OMG. Like, I am worthy. People love me. People like me. They really, really like me. And I can't handle that. My Pisces ass is weak as fuck when it comes to any kind of emotion but especially like gratitude and love and emotions uh, like that so thank you everybody I really appreciate it and what's harder than releasing the first episode why that would be releasing the second episode the sophomore slump or the comeback of the century as fallout boy would say The second episode, you know, kind of proved to be even harder to get out, which is not surprising, but it kind of snuck up on me because I was like riding high after posting the first episode. I was like feeling so not, I was feeling vulnerable as hell putting that out there. And honestly, still every episode, I mean, this entire thing is going to be just a course in vulnerability, but being weak makes us strong. You know, you have to be soft to be strong babies. Um, and when our hearts are soft and our bodies are strong and our minds are strong and our will is strong. So basically everything should be strong except your heart should be like a floppy jellyfish of just like, you're so soft. You're so deep in just just appreciation for everyone and everything. And you're so kind and you're just the best. And that is not easy, but I think it is something that I mean, I don't know. We should all strive to have an open heart and, like, be a good fucking human being. Like, it's really not that hard. I don't understand why some people seem to struggle with it so much. And, yes, like, I overthink every single thing ever and spiral about it and usually, like, beat myself up and get depressed. Like, that's why we need to, like, connect with other people because then we realize that we aren't so alone and other people can relate like that was the craziest, one of the craziest things about my time in anonymous groups. And again, as I said, that was a very short time. Like I cannot speak on anyone's, anyone's experience with addiction or substance abuse because, you know, each individual story is unique to them. And there are so many people whose stories are you know, way worse than mine. And yes, like I check myself before I wreck myself every single day when it comes to substance use, because I don't trust myself because I know I have an addictive personality. So I'm not trying to play myself, you know what I mean? So I think that'll keep me safe, hopefully for the rest of my life. But shit happens, you know, and addiction really is a disease. And it's like, it's so as as everything in life, it's so complex. And I just wanna like bow to the fact that I do not own, you know, I cannot own or claim to own anything. Um, and I'm not a representative for like a non anonymity and a non an anon- anon- anonymity an anonymous group, you know. Just putting that out there. But I'm just speaking on my experience one of the most, um, incredible things about anonymous groups was, you know, there were so many different kinds of people there. Um, and you realize, even though all of these people are so different, you know, like everybody there struggled with the same stuff and yeah, like everybody's mind works in a different way. So everybody processes and shares and experiences, you know, similar things differently, but it makes you realize that you're not alone because all these other people are having this experience that when you're going through it and you're feeling like so low or, you know, struggling to resist, I think you could probably apply this to anything when you're struggling to manage something or to deal with something in a healthy way and fucking up and you're like god i'm the worst like i'm so alone no one in the world like can relate to me nobody gets me i'm out here on an island and i'm a little fucking piece of garbage you go to this meeting and the guy sitting next to you is like some divorced dad who's in his 50s and he's feeling the exact same way and like on one hand that's kind of depressing because you're like okay so <laughs> it gets better lol question mark but on the other hand it is inspiring because you know that you're not alone and even though in those moments you feel like you are that's when honestly like you should reach out the most now, do I practice what I preach? No, bitch, I do not. I definitely isolate myself, but I try. You know, I try. We're all working on it. Don't get it twisted. So anyway, here we are. It was, a, it was hard to do the second episode, and that's why I'm here, you know, a week later than planned. And maybe it will be bi-weekly or maybe it'll be weekly. I don't know what I'm doing, you guys. I'm just trying. I'm just fucking trying. I'm just trying so hard. It's so hard. It's so hard. Oh my god. Okay, let's just charge right on. So, part of the reason that it took me um some time to get over the sophomore slump was because I am super vulnerable to criticism. And part of the reason is because I got my BFA in dramatic performance. They changed the name of the degree um, at the school that I went to after, like, after I graduated. I think the, the year after me, they called it acting. So it was like a, B, a BFA in acting. But I love that mine is in dramatic performance. Like, I would never say it was an acting because dramatic performance is just so theater kid to say. Like, I love it. Um, <laughs> like, they couldn't even call it drama. They were like, it is dramatic performance. You will perform dramatically. And so I did. And so it was all very dramatic. And... It just really fucked with my head, um. A lot, and you know there was gas, there was gaslighting, there was a verbal abuse, there was emotional abuse going on. <coughs> Pardon <of> me. <coughs> God bless myself. Um, just kidding. God's not real. Anyway, um. There was all kinds of shit going on and I don't blame necessarily the people in charge. I mean, I do, (laughs) boop, but I also just think when it comes to anything creative, it is extremely difficult to provide constructive feedback because you don't want to crush this artist spirit and it's so easy for people in positions of power to like get off on the admiration of their disciples even if that admiration is coerced through fear tactics um It can just really take a toll on you and it makes you feel unsafe to just exist, especially with acting. You know, again, this is my experience, but because you're literally performing, like you are making yourself do these things, like human behaviors, you're recreating the human experience in real time but you are yourself and like you're learning and you're trying to do good but of course sometimes you fucking suck and you just rip ass but when they just rip you to shreds like even when you're doing relatively good it just makes you too scared to do anything because you're creating everything from yourself so you start to just hate yourself because you're like god so i just suck Like, I can't make a good decision. I can't move my arm the right way. Like, (laughs) the way I delivered this this three-word sentence, like, is an abomination. Like, okay. It just it's devastating. Um, Honestly, it's like the only word that I can describe it. It devastated me for a really long time. And I'm just now like feeling like I can put myself out there and do things again. Hence, here we are. And it's still so hard. So that's that. I feel like every, <laughs> every time I start talking about something, I like, I I start the topic and I kind of like go through what I have to say about it. And then I'm like, and moving on <laughs> to the next portion um so another sort of thing that really fucked me up when it comes to reviews is this review that I got so when i was in college um i was in a relationship and the guy that i was with cheated on me um, all for the best in hindsight, but you know it hurts in the moment, honey. And I decided to do a one... It was originally going to be a one-woman show, and then it became a show that I did with some very good friends of mine at the time. And it was uh, so fun. I created this character called Twiggy Fart Dust, who was like... um not the anti David Bowie but a parallel you know she lived in a parallel world to David Bowie and i did it just because i was like fuck i want to do something and i'm hot and fuck this guy and you know like i can do things i can create i can be awesome i can make shit happen um so even though it was this absurd thing like and it it was meant to be absurd it was meant to be ridiculous and hilarious I had like drag queens and we had ridiculous costumes and I was wearing like a really low-cut leotard tits out for the boys um you know it was meant to be an extravaganza of ridiculous absurdity with fun and music and I wanted people to sing along and just have a great time and they did <laughs> um and I did it twice in school and it went super great and you know did everybody love it no did everybody take it seriously absolutely not um <laughs> I don't think well, you know, I can't say that. I did not perceive that I was ever taken seriously except by like a very select few people. <laughs> um and every once in a while, you know, I would I think I could surprise people with my calliness. Um but you know, it was a very up and down time if you can't tell from what I've described thus far. So, any toys that happened. And then I was like, you know what? I want to have some friends of mine come down from New York city, the city that never slips. And I'm going to put this show in the fringe festival and I could do it with my, you know, friends from out of town. It'll be fun. And it'll be like a colliding of the worlds. Cause it was like some friends from two different friend groups of mine, like two different lives of mine at the time. um, and I was like, I don't want to do the same show. I want to do a sequel. So I did a, like, adapted. It was like, you know, kind of a mashup of the the original show, some elements, and then like a whole new plot line where I had like, it was called Twiggy Fart Dust and Her Nemesis from Mars. Not the best title ever, but you know. Did I phone it in? I'm not sure. Hindsight's 2020. (laughs) If I could go back and do it differently, I would, but I can't. So instead, I'm just going to read you this review that was from, I'm not going to honor this man by reading his name because we don't need to hate on this man, but I am going to hate on this review and not so much hate on it, but just like share So everybody thought this was hilarious and I was like very crushed and I will say that there are some things in this article that are great and I will comment as I go through but it hurt me and this fucked me up for a long time even though I tried to act like I was laughing about it with my friends who were all laughing about it and like saying we should laugh at it I just she crushed me let's do it. Um, Twiggy Fardust and her nemesis from Mars. Twiggy is so earnest and performed with such fearless energy, it's really difficult to to critique. Don't worry, he will anyway. But dear God, it just doesn't work. Because it flops so spectacularly, it's still exciting theater. Say that for it. After the final bows, I left Twiggy Fardust and her nemesis from Mars right behind a small group of friends. They walked out into the pleasant summer night in a sort of unintentional silence. No one knew quite what to say, likely still processing what they'd just experienced. Well, one of the nice young men finally concluded, that was one show that embraced the awkward. No, I wanted to say, this show French kissed the awkward, then made sweet, sweet love to it. Okay, first of all, I would just like to point out that one of the nice young men finally concluded, who's to say this man was nice okay sir on you and your freaking sexism blah 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 okay moving on twiggy is so earnest and performed with such fearless energy it's really difficult to critique but dear god it just doesn't work truth is i'm not sure how it even got produced I have to think three bongs and a Taco Bell drive-thru had something to do with it. After a raging karaoke bender. I mean, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. I hate that, but he's not wrong. You can't be mad if it's true. But I'm mad because it's true. Damn me. Damn me. Fuck. Okay, moving on. Built as an intergalactic rock musical, Twiggy follows the adventures of its unfortunately named hero, okay, bitch, as she travels to Mars to rescue her girlfriend Yoshimi from her nemesis, Kevin. I mean, missing the plot detail that he's my twin, but whatever. Along the way, she'll meet a colossal cross-dresser named Jane Fonda and a swamp witch named Swamp Witch? Where does the rock musical part come in? I reserve the right not to name a character. Fleabag never named any of her characters. Their names were literally just what they were. She was a Swamp Witch. Why couldn't her name
1: just be Swamp Witch?
0: She didn't need a name. Where does the rock musical part come in? Each scene is interrupted, sometimes literally, with a karaoke song. One or more of the cast step up to the mic and throw down anything from Bowie to the Beatles, from Queen to Jefferson Airplane. Unlike other shows in the Fringe that tweak recognizable lyrics to suit the show plot, Twiggy sticks with the originals and lets its its cast sing. He hit me with a tongue twister. And therein lies the single biggest fault of the show. The karaoke performances just aren't that good. Not bad, mind you but certainly not good enough to pay money to see what a dozen karaoke bars in town offer the same kind of performance for free. Okay. I just have to say, I think this is one of the big parts that bothered me so much because that wasn't the point. The point was, I could have changed the lyrics to, ch- to fit the setting, but the point was that the lyrics already fit the setting. Like... How did he miss that? That was the point. (laughs) I didn't change the lyrics because I was trying to tell the story with the lyrics that were already there. Dumbass. Dumb. Fuck off. Okay, this is the worst part. (laughs) This is the part that stings, you guys. Here we go. The script? Grossly underwritten. The flow and direction? Sloppy. The comedy? You know when friends try to tell you about something really funny that happened? and they're in stitches telling it, but you just can't figure out what you're missing? That's what Twiggy feels like. It was probably hysterical when the idea was hatched, but I think perhaps you had to be there. I love the absurd, and I certainly love karaoke, but this one just doesn't add up. Perhaps this time, we should leave Twiggy on Mars. Oh, he got me. Y'all that sick burn in the last sentence just like oh my god I literally just got goosebumps. Oh oh my god I hate that. Oh my god dude. Fuck that. Oh man oh spooky. I just got the shivers. I Oh, oh my gosh. That is spooky as hell. I do not like that that feeling that I'm feeling right now. Be gone from me. Feeling no one wants you here. Be gone. So yeah. That is that. And as I said, you know, is he wrong? No he's not wrong. And I think that's why it hurts so much. But at the same time, he totally missed the point. Or one of the points. He has points and I have points. The moral of the story is the game is made up and the points don't matter. But that really hurt me and it made me too afraid to put anything out there for years. I took, like, some classes after that when I moved out to L.A. for a while. But it took me a long time to get through it and do it because I was scared as a motherfucker. Um, so, yeah. You know, I think that reviews should honestly be renamed because at the end of the day... It's subjectivity versus objectivity. Like I was mentioning before, you know, in the arts, in any sort of creative endeavor that's not quantifiable or able to be analyzed by, you know, certain criteria or points, it's really difficult to be objective because you don't have a roadmap and you don't have a vocabulary as much to describe what's not working. And I think in the education environment that I went through, it was extremely fear-based and people don't learn well in that environment and they don't succeed because at the end of the day, they're going to be so traumatized by what they went through That, you know, they go down a different path or they're subverted by substance abuse or trauma and they need some fucking mental health care or they end up doing something completely different, which honestly, nobody knows what the fuck they're doing at any point in their life anyway. And if you think you do, call me because I'd love to know, but I'm guessing you're probably maybe like someone in a science-based field or something analytical because that's a very different world for me. And that's a big reason why I'm doing this. So I don't know, maybe do call me. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you think, you guys. So moral of the story is that's why it took me some time to get back this week. And that's kind of my feelings on reviews and I want to discuss stuff, you know, pop culture things and stuff, and give my opinion, but I don't know if I feel comfortable saying that it's a review, because at the end of the day, nothing is to be gained from sitting in judgment, and I think we should question why we want to sit in judgment and label things, you know, good and bad it's a one star, it's a five star, it's a four star. Like, yes, these things do help. I mean, I buy things off of reviews almost exclusively. You know, I go through the review section and I read every fucking comment from, you know, Susan, Hillary, and Karen because I want to know how the bra fits, you know? (laughs) I want to know if the underwear is soft. I want to know if the shoes have arch support and if the back of the heel digs in. So of course I'm going to read the fucking review because I want to know if what I'm about to get into is a total piece of shit. You know, (laughs) I don't want to waste my time. Yes, time is amorphous, but time is also precious. And I think we should be mindful of what we do with our time. Thanks for listening. And you don't want to waste it. You don't want to waste your time. You don't want to waste your money. You don't want to waste your life on some bullshit. So reviews are helpful. And to be able to quantify or measure, you know, the relative success of something creative is necessary on some levels. So, I will definitely be giving my opinion on things, but I think perhaps instead of calling them reviews, I will call them opinions or reactions. I think reaction is a great word, but I do think perhaps reaction could be a bit of a misnomer because these days the kids are all doing reactions online and I don't want anybody to get it twisted. So,. We'll see what I decide to do, because I can do whatever I want, because this is my show. Thanks for tuning in this week. I know, you know, I'm all over the place, but honey, buckle up, because I'm driving this bus wherever it goes, and I don't know where it's going, so we're going to find out on the ride there. As the best journeys are it's about the journey not the destination okay it's about progress not perfection it's about process and growth honey you know it what is this voice i'm doing i hate her i don't want to be her but like if i had to be her i would be Alrighty. Well, guys, that's it for me this week. Um, other small update just related to this podcast. I have moved into a tiny closet to record in. So I hope the sound quality was superior. If you find it to be, please let me know. Or if you're like, this is still dog shit, Colleen, then that opinion is also welcome. Because we are all about opinions, responses, and reactions. We are not about reviews. Because reviews crush people's spirits. And fuck with them psychologically. Um, and also, I just am working on myself being less judgmental of other people. Um, because I realize that I think any judgment that comes from us ultimately is reflecting back on us and our own insecurities or shortcomings. That's the thesis. So thank you for listening. Have a great week. Have a great life. Have a great night. I will catch you next week. Thanks for tuning in. If you liked this week's episode, please share with a couple friends on your Instagrams or in your personal lives and, um, tune in, you know, either next week or the week after I'll inform you of which is happening. And thanks for your time. Have a good one guys. See you later.